What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This Haberman and Middlecoff segment is brought to you by Ease. Ease Ease.com, promo code HAM. EaseWellness.com, promo code HAM. And by Sleep Number. Oh, we love Sleep Number. Sleepnumber.com slash ham. Biggest sale of the season. And by Legacy Box. We love Legacy Box too. Legacybox.com slash ham. 40% off, baby. Now to the segment. Jerry Jones. I have earned the right. I uh, My favorite part of that whole press conference was Jalen there next to him who just got paid. But part of getting paid is you got to sit out here while, while Jerry just goes at it and really it's the second because he did a media scrum too After, where that yeah. was he was really angry in that one well because that got I watched the majority of the press conference a lot was about Jalen still Jerry would randomly bring up like this is a contract story kind of like saying an FU to Zeke right but a lot was still about Jalen the final question was is there still enough pie and Jerry's like, there is, but some of the pie has gotten eaten. So there is less overall pie. And I, you can see Steven's face like, Dad, why are you saying this? Like, even though it's clear, obviously there's less pie. You just gave this guy $35 million. But to me, it also symbolized, you read about Jalen, like how, how good of a guy he is. And I think he like inspires Jerry, like just what a type of person he is. And then he's a really good player too. It also felt like the deal... Steven just gave the numbers. They're like, can we get the contracts? And Steven's like, yeah, we gave a five-year deal. And then you can tell Jalen's kind of looking. He's like, are you going to get the numbers? Steven just said, hey, we get $65 million and $35 million guaranteed. I thought, well, doesn't that kind of feel like a Zeke-type deal? Five-year extension, $67 million, $35 guaranteed, that he's probably turning down? Like, that, that, those exact dollar figures were probably given to Zeke, and he said no... And it feels like in these last couple days, especially when he said Ziku and then and then Rocky, uh, Zeke's agent, said he was disrespected, that Jerry might have snapped and said, Jesus, give that fucking money to someone else. Now, they claim they had been talking for a week, but you can't convince me that that didn't 
speed up the process to get Jalen. And then, like you said, the comments he had after the scrum of, I'm not a, I'm, I've earned the right. Like, that's Jerry saying, I'm the fucking boss. Right. You know what Jerry's kind of saying? And what Brian Flores did the other day with the Jay-Z songs for Kenny Stills. This, you guys can act and, and get inspired in, in Mayock's comments the other day. AB and all your receivers and Zeke with these NBA guys and this player empowerment. That's not how this fucking league rolls. This is a, you know what, I'm the head coach. I'm going to play Jay-Z till the fucking cows come home. That, that was a major FU from Brian Flores. And I saw some fires fall some people from the Miami Dolphins that are like, it's not even about politics. It's about, this is, that's a Belichick. Like, I run this show. Like, Zeke, I run this show. You don't, you don't comment to a comment I made to try to, like, that, that works in the NBA. And Lacob, you know, if that was Kevin Durant, would have to backpedal. There's no backpedaling in the league. We're the number one, the most fans. Fuck you. And I, I kind of like Jerry Jones doing that because it's, I'm so tired of the player empowerment victimhood when stuff is not a victim. Like Zeke, like, and you texted me yesterday. He's in Cabo. So he, they're going to bitch and moan while they're in Cabo. Jerry should have said F you back. And I, I think you wanted to. Yeah, look, I am often on team no apology because so many of these things, like, I, you know what? Baker popping off about Daniel Jones. I, you know what I like about Baker's – the quote I like that no one – that doesn't get as much attention is Baker saying, I didn't want to apologize for planting the flag, but I had to. They made me do it. And I, it felt like – I felt like a fraud that I was standing there for something like, – I had to sit out for something I didn't think was wrong. I'm with him. Like, I loved it. I loved it. Because well, he, he also kind of – I loved him too, like the administration. Like, why are you being such pussies about it? Who cares? Exactly. But I don't put Brian Flores in that same category. What I would say to Brian Flores is like – what. This is what are you fucking with this for? But whatever, he's the coach; he can do what he wants. His choice. But Jerry, absolutely, not only don't apologize. I think the question now becomes: is like, is not a is not apologizing as angry as he going to get, or is he going to do something? Is he going to trade Zeke because they can't? Stephen Jones can't pull him back. Like, are they going to do something like that? Well, I think on the most basic level, they drafted him first or number four overall. He's become a great player. Could they get a first-rounder back for him? I think it's pretty clear they probably could not, right? Find me a team that would give a first-rounder for him. The Texans, would they do that? I mean, they'd be liable to. They they do have a crazy coach who's the GM. Yeah, I mean... Could Tampa risk it? They've been pretty shitty the last couple of years. That could be a really high first-round pick. For the biscuit? Um, like, the team you always think of when you start thinking about stuff like this is Philly. They would they wouldn't first-round... Round- well, they wouldn't trade him in the division. I'm just saying, when you start thinking about, like, you just think of Howie. You'd say the Raiders would always be in the mix, but they can't do it. That's That ship has sailed. Um, what, Buffalo? Could Buffalo trade LaShawn and a pick? Like a but, lesser? But, 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 but I'm saying first-round pick. Oh, right. I'm just trying to find, like, you because you said to me earlier, like, how well, many I think this is, this is a deal that would make some sense. Ship is asked to Buffalo, and you trade me Shady McCoy, so I get a veteran running back, and I get your second-round pick. Now, you're not getting great value. Like, you ended up trading the fourth overall pick, who was a great player, but who became a pain in your ass? Now, here would be the other thing. Would Buffalo then pay him a huge contract, give him like $40, 45000000 million? Well, yeah. I mean, if you're trading a first for him, you have to get him in the building. But, I, but I, see, to me, you think Buffalo would trade a first-round pick for him? No, I'm saying if you acquire him, you've got to pay him. Yeah, but I, that's what I'm saying. I, they like, could not get a first. So that's where I think a, the trade gets complicated. Would they be willing to trade him for less than a first-round pick? Because a, a first-round pick's not on the table. 
I, that's that, that to me is the the curveball in this whole conversation where I do think Jerry would like to trade him, but it's hard to stomach trading such a great talent that you did draft so high for a second round pick. That's what's tough, especially right. when you just had to acquire Amari, who's less of a player though pretty good, but you had to give a first because he was a first and he was pretty talented. Zeke's been much better, but he does play running back. That's probably the argument when they're telling him, Dad, if you draft Zeke, two, it's a double whammy. It's we're going to have to pay a running back three or four years in, or we're going to get rid of him, and our return on investment for how high we drafted him is not going to be great. Chargers? Chargers, they're in L.A. They, you know, they overpay with the first just because they all, they're all they losing to the star power battle to the Rams. They also well, don't want to pay do, their what guy. Do they do, what do they do with Melvin Gordon? Just buy. Just trade him for like a third? Yeah. Trade him back. Maybe they send him to trade. Send him to the Cowboys. See that to me is like a Howie move. He would get Melvin Gordon for a third. You know he wouldn't get. You're right. They would never trade him to Philly, but he wouldn't give a first round pick for Zeke. I don't think anyone would. I mean, I think you'd be hard pressed to find a team that would. Well, if you're acting irrationally, then you need somebody else who will also be acting irrationally. And so, could the Chargers act irrational just in? No, we need star power. Okay. When they, so who they've else? never really acted like that. I'm, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't think it really – that's what makes this complicated. His market isn't great. You could easily get rid of him. Like, if they put him on the trade block right now, we'll just, like, we'll trade him for whatever, like a fourth. He'd be gone by lunch. Like A, B, like a third and a fifth. Yeah, I, I, it'd be easy. Now, see, I don't know. The thing with A, B is he was already making money. You only had to give him $30 million a bonus. Like, you do – if you trade for Zeke, he's not showing up unless you pay him. You know, that's – you can't trade for a holdout. That guy doesn't show up unless you give him a contract. Because nothing changed, just his team changed. So if someone did give a third, is someone willing to give him $48 million guaranteed? That's what, like, would Buffalo risk it? I'll tell you this, if Buffalo did get him, they'd be a little more intriguing to watch. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, it, but but I, I, I do think there is, I thought no chance he's going to trade him. I think a trade is definitely on the table right now, don't you? Uh, yeah, I think the Cowboy, the fact that Steven's around makes it less likely. Because they asked Steven a couple times. He said, it doesn't change our plans with Zeke, Amari, and Dak one bit. He acted like it was sep- they're all separate entities and they're all on equal playing. They, they've navigated the, and set up the money to be in this position. That's what he claimed. Now, he's a much better politician than Jerry up there without kind of showing his hand, where Jerry's just... Right. When you're 77 years old and you're worth an unlimited amount of money, I don't blame Jerry. Because I think a lot of people probably in the league is like, God, Jerry's losing. I look at him, you know what Jerry is? He doesn't have fucking time to bullshit anymore. What, what, am, what am I negotiating with you, Zeke? Our offer's our offer. That's just... The, the, I'm negotiating through the press or not through the press. Who gives a shit? This is my offer. You're a running back. You've been a slappy. You're in Cabo. This is it. So, yeah, whether a microphone's in my face and I say something or whether I don't, it doesn't change the fact when I talk to you, I talk to you. Like, that's this is it. That's where I, I kind of appreciate, and I, I actually kind of agree with that strategy more. I think people waste too much time often being. Now, I get it in this business. In the NFL, things are, especially with them, are so polarizing. So everything Jerry says goes so viral so fast, it does well, become a big deal. Yeah, I mean, the fact, and you said this originally, like Jerry's being defiant, and I love it. But the second he made the joke and realized he was being filmed, he also realized that probably was not the move. 
Well, he's not. I dumb wish I hadn't been filmed. He said that. No, I'm saying the second oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he realized he was being filmed, he also realized he needed to try and put that back in the bottle. Yeah, it was like too late. that. Don't. But it was too late. Well, he's lucky that the reporter kind of pointed it out for him to let him shoot it down immediately, right? Yeah. Because if he hadn't, he might have. I think I think his name's Clarence. Did him a solid because I bet Clarence would tell you like off the record, like Jerry can just get going and just say some shit that if it was, if it did get out, the the player would be like, what did he say about me? <laughs> but I, you know what though, guy, I, I am just, and maybe a lot of people listening to this. Oh, I mean, we got so many people live in the Bay Area that are just so worn out by the Kevin. I get so worn out by the NBA that, that the players think they can push around the owners, and it happens in the NBA. They're right. They renamed them governors and stuff like that. Like it's it's almost like you can't even be critical of players anymore. And that, the NBA you can't really because everyone's so pro player. All the media is in bed with all the agents, and it's just I, I think the, it's the NFL is than that. completely different. Yeah, I, I think it's simpler than that. I think it's in any realm in any business, the person with the leverage can say more things and do more things than the person without the leverage. And in the NBA, because players are not – because the players have made now so much money that they don't have to just take the biggest check because uh, they have the ability to negotiate contracts with one-year and two-year opt-outs because they have the – really, it's not about the ability. They already have the financial security to do it. In the NFL, players have the least amount of job security and the least amount of financial security. And as everybody has started making more money – now, the players aren't as rich as the owners, but they're rich enough to make decisions that aren't based purely on the money. Like, it used to be you could just say whatever you wanted. At the end of the day, if I put the most money in front of you, you're going to swallow and take it because you had to. But now the money's so big, well, fuck, I, I've got so much money banked. I'm making so much money from Nike. Like, yeah, I'll take 35 instead of 42 to do what I want to do. And that's changed to me the scale. Uh, and, that, and, I mean, that's like anything. Like, like for example, John. You and I, and we were in an experience like at the radio station. We worked at a radio station where we were not, we didn't act towards the boss as if we had, as if we felt like we needed to do everything we wanted to do, everything we could do in our power to keep the job. We didn't care about keeping the job. Well, that changed the balance of like we acted in a way that people who didn't care about keeping the job would act. True, but it wasn't from a leverage, like from money standpoint. It was more just a principled standpoint. Right, I thought but I was what working. I'm, but what I'm saying is the scales were not normal because we, at the end of the day, didn't care about what he offered us. And the NBA players, the scales are not normal because they don't quite care what you offer. Yeah, that's true. That's all. Like in the NFL, the scales are normal. Like most business, like you got to shut up and take it if you don't have the leverage. And usually the money is the leverage. Well, but, but I, players but I don't think, have more money than owners, but they've got enough money in the NBA that they can take some of the leverage back. But, but I think Jerry's whole thing, like with the Zeke, like Zeke, you are not – it's 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 like threefold. First, Zeke, you play running back, and we're offering you a lot of money. So, like, you are not Khalil Mack out there. Teams are not lined up to get you. That's not the case. Two, you have constantly been in trouble. So how do you expect me to pay you when I can't trust you? And then three, I, I, I do think it was pretty egregious for them so quickly to come out and say something on Jerry's comment. I, I I just think that kind of borderline jumped the shark, you know. And and I'm not actually shocked at all to see Jerry snap a little on that because I thought it was like, are you now just trying to poke me publicly and like you, you're going to control this? Again, you're running back. You've been constantly in trouble. And I also think what Jerry was saying is what I've kind of been saying the whole time is, 
I think it's offensive to Jerry when Jerry says, I've earned that right. You know why I've earned that right? It'd be like my dad. You know why I've earned the right to discipline you when you're 12 years old? Because I've paid for everything you've done for 12 years. I've given you a house. I've given you a lot. Like Jerry's like, hey, hey Zeke, it wasn't just football that I gave you a team and I drafted you. And I stood up in the room when everyone's screaming Jalen Ramsey. Let's not forget that. I, he was kind of, he took some heat at the time for right. not taking Jalen Ramsey. But two, it's that every time, Every single time I get a notification or the police call me or whatever, we got a problem with Zeke, I've been there. I've fucking been there every time. And now your your agent has the cojones to tell Chris Mortensen that? Honestly, I, I, would, I would think about trading him to the shitty team, shittiest team possible. The problem for Jerry is he's old and he wants to win a Super Bowl and it just diminishes his chances. Yeah, well, that, mean, is, that is the one leverage Zeke has. That that is what uh, Odell Beckham claims happened to him. Did they send him to hell to die they, or they, something? They sent me here to die, which I, they might have. What do you think of that? Just like Z, of Odell saying well, he they claimed had they had better offers. offers. Yeah, he claimed they had better offers, which we've kind of talked about. Like, did the Niners offer the second overall, or did they offer more than Cleveland offered and just not get them? Well, what somebody be- replied to me on Twitter and was like, "Well, think about, but hold on a second. Like, were the Niners viewed as a better?" destination than the Browns at that point in time it's a fair question like if we really took a step back and said who's trending but yeah I would say yes the Niners were viewed as if if you let him choose he probably would have chosen San Francisco over Cleveland well what, it was a fair question somebody pointed out to me on to Twitter. me the better offer what could the if the Niners were not going to touch to their the only way they could even get an equivalent offer would be the second round pick pick Debo you know 36 and next year's one. Well, assuming that, that if that's the better offer, like, I don't know if that's a better offer because what if the Niners, that's like pick, what if that pick is worse than 17? It's like 23 because they make the playoffs with Odell, you know? Now, right. it's yeah. all these other teams. Like, were the Patriots offering a couple ones? Who knows? But how would Odell know that? Because, like, the agent hearsay the maybe? A- yeah, yeah, the agent. But how how well does he actually know the truth? Because it'd be easy question. it'd be easy for a GM to say to his agent, right? We were in on him, man. We were offering stuff, and they said well, no. But I do. Do you think that like is it possible if you're a GM, if you're John Lynch, let's say, you're about to go all in on a trade, you're about to offer the second overall pick for Odell Beckham. You need to talk to the agent just to make sure, like, can we get him signed if we get him here, right? Like the Raiders, Khalil Mack, uh, Odell was already Bears, signed. Though. The Bears, but didn't he get more money? No. they Remember, he was like, I'm not. Remember, at first, it, he was going to kind of go Antonio Brown. Like, I'm okay, not showing so, up with a race. But he fine, ended up coming. The, yeah, you're right. So, the point is. You, you would have had to talk to him about it for sure. Yeah. He was, was kind of threatening that. There and, was we'll, and, and maybe on a more basic level, just he, he'll come here, right? Like, he'll be cool if we. So, maybe that's how you find Will out. Will he come to OTAs? <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, we're not giving the second round pick for you to miss all OTAs. Second yeah, overall, it, right. Second overall pick. So I don't. I, 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 did you read the article? No. Come on. Would you read the article? Yeah, I might. But that. But but I do read articles. I don't mean to sound like I don't read articles. That article doesn't. I just don't have much interest in going no, a deep I, dive. I, on I that. got no interest. But the one thing I cannot do is that article was probably written during off season, right? During the OTAs, I would imagine, and they just wait to push it out. That I. All these people yesterday and all these people in the media were crushing Baker. That was a universal opinion. I, I, I don't know specifically. He claims his words were taken a little out of context. But even if he said, like, how did they draft him six overall? 
Every single person in the media had that opinion. Every single fan had that opinion. That was a universal take. So everyone's like, I can't believe he's... Everyone had that thought. Every yeah. fucking player. See, I don't... I uh, Now, maybe he was taken out of context. I don't know. But I get... Like, I, I get some of the reaction towards Baker. Like, are you going to put... Like, it's, like, he's not a member of the media. He's a football... He's the quarterback of, a, of another team. And I, you know, I just... I think, like, if you... If you if you if you were his GM and you're like, why are you talking about somebody else's quarterback? That's not your job. Like, I do think that's a, just a normal reaction. Well, I, I, here's the other problem I think that Baker has going for him is I I think Dorsey's a meathead and Freddie is I like Freddie, but I, I don't know if Freddie's Mister Dynamic. That I don't like. Do you know what Andy would say if Baker was a quarterback about three comments ago? Just cut it off. N- no right. more. Just yeah. stop talking. I, I understand is, why he got criticized. Well, I, I do too, I'm but I'm saying he doesn't have anyone in his building ever going to tell him that. Right. But I'm I, just saying just because that was the opinion of the media doesn't mean that he like him sharing it is different than 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 media members sharing it. it just yeah, is. I, I get. Like it's you just different. said, it's not a big deal. But like you said, if you were if Andy Reid would be like, dude, just don't. It's not. No, that's not how we're going to act here, and which is fine. I, I I would agree that it's just unnecessary. But that specific comment, like I. It doesn't bother me at all, and I also, also I also think like, it could be some Jedi mind tricks. Him just getting Odell's back, knowing that Odell hates the Giants, and it, that's his job. He might tell you like I was just crushing the Giants because I know Odell it hates. Could them. be, and you know what? The other part of this, and this is like, I don't know how he said it. How you say something matters, and a lot of times, and and he's even saying I didn't really even say it that way. But how you say something matters. Did he say like, man, I? I can't believe they drafted well, he, that guy. Well, because he claimed, like, we were sitting there, like, I can't believe they took that guy six. I mean, hell, I didn't even think I was going to go number one. He just acted if, like it was yeah, a normal conversation. Yeah, if that's what he said, that's one thing. I got That's just normal person talking. But is he out there, like, giving his take? Well, I, 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 know. I, well I know this. The only thing, the only place now where you can get stuff taken out of context is, like, magazine writing and newspaper writing. Because in video, it's hard to get things taken out of context now. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because we just post the video. And that's where I think the clickbait, and I've had this thought for a while, clickbait's holding on for dear life because there are only so many publications still in service that like major magazines, they're dying more and more every day. Newspapers, non-subscription ones are dying more and more every day. Like clickbait's not going to be around forever. There's no clickbait on a video. Yeah, there is though. But see, that's I, I, I know what you're saying, but I don't think you're saying like, you can click. You can you can give me the headline, but if you click the video, it's clearly it's wrong. Right, but it doesn't. But clickbait doesn't care if you find out that it's wrong once you click it. Clickbait is just the headline that says. I would agree. I guess my my overall click. point though on the clickbait for the video, it's just easier for especially the younger generation to click the video, watch the video, and be like, "Ah, oh, headline stupid." I'm not reading the GQ article. It's just not happening. Yeah, but that's a separate thing. Like, because I like I was texting with somebody yesterday, and they were like, "See, this is why the Players Tribune exists," and I'm like. I guess, but at the end of the day, if I read your Players Tribune article and I, like, the difference between the Players Tribune and journalism is, is like, in journalism, you get asked questions and you have to give answers to things you don't want to talk about. In articles written by players, they only write what they want to talk about, which is fine. There's an avenue for that. But there's still a difference between actual questions being asked by actual journalists and that versus just, hey, we're just going to put out my own thing. And now everybody has the ability to put out their own thing, which is why I think some people sometimes the media is like, no, 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 you gotta, we gotta get you in a spot where you're gonna have to answer some real questions. Why? Well, I, I, but I think, the point, my my response was, yeah, there's a reason for it, and it's fine, and it exists, and it, it'll exist. But to me, it's the difference between video and audio and print. 
I think that I think quotes specifically quotes, John quotes, because the access is now anybody can read your quotes anywhere or hear your quotes anywhere. Quotes lose a value in an article like I to me, a lot of articles with quotes. I skip the quotes. If it's like if it's an innocuous now, if it's like anonymous scout, that quote I read. Yeah, I, I, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, I, I think that actually the Player Tribune, I feel like, has lost a lot of luster over the years because now players, like, if I want to know what LeBron thinks, you just look at his Instagram page. You want to know what someone thinks, they just tweet it. I'm not reading your article that I know is, like, super master class from some editor that I don't even think you wrote it. I, I think I, I haven't read a Player's Tribune article, and I used to love them at first, and then I realized that was probably kind of fraudulent. I haven't read one in three or four the, years. Well, the last one I read was Kevin Love's, and that was a while ago. On mental health? Yeah. yeah. You're a better man than me. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it's – to me, it's – this is there's a simple way See, to but make to, sure you but never – See, but I'd say that, like, Kevin Love on mental health, that would be one to read. Like, that would be unique perspective. He's not really even trying to craft anything. He's just kind of giving – like, I got issues. I'm dealing with them. I, I think it's more that if Baker Mayfield had a Players' Tribune article tomorrow, I, you couldn't pay me to read that. Just like you couldn't pay me to read the article on Baker Mayfield. I don't care. I just don't give a shit. Like, if, um, if it's like, uh, you know, I'm trying to think, like Eric Legrand or, you know, if it's if it's a player, Ryan Shazier wrote one. Like, that's a powerful article. I'm not reading. Maybe. Uh, it if, might be. It might not be. But, but, be but I'm just saying, like, it, it might, that might that type article might get me to do. Like, if, if, Zeke, if Zeke came out of the Players' Tribune article tomorrow, now, I might just read it because everyone would be talking now, about Now, a two-minute IG post you'd watch, though. I would, 100%. <laughs> Zeke's a bad example because I'd have to read it, but I wouldn't want to. Uh, one, one last thing I want to get to here in headlines, and these are meteor headlines than normal. Kyler Murray, after the game against the Raiders on Hard Knocks, goes up to Antonio Brown and says, why were you guys bringing the house? And it was a less whiny version of what Devin Booker did in his pickup basketball game the other day. He was like, why are you guys doubling me? I get doubled all year. And Noah, J- Joe Kim Noah's like, yeah, dude, that's the point. You're here to get better against the double. Like, you, 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 I don't care about your fucking crossover move. When you get trapped in the corner in an NBA game, if you're not ready for that, it doesn't matter. To uh, really quick side note yeah. on Devin Booker. Yeah. Any human, and I don't know, like Simmons has a basketball guy that loves Devin Booker and all, some of the stat nerds like him. If you're on Devin Booker's corner, I don't think that we look at sports the same way. Like, if you now haven't got drip, 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 the clues, the clues, the clues, the clues, it's clear what Devin Booker is headed toward. We have, if you fought, if you watch the NBA, where all these people that covered the NBA, I'm telling you, Devin Booker, I, I, I fucking spotted 10 Devin Bookers in our lifetime. Like, it's clear where he's going. Like, it's obvious. Noah, who has fallen on hard times with injuries, was an elite player in his prime, is telling him, like, bro, the fuck are you doing? You're a losing player. That is what a losing player looks like. So if, if anyone credible tries to tell you that Devin Booker's good or they bet on his future, that guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Like well, that, there's a difference between good and bet on his future, right? I'm talking about, like, yeah. no one would dispute he's The talented. next star. I'm the next saying Damian like, Lillard. But I'm not even saying that. If you just think, like, that is not a winning alpha. That, that, not, that ain't him. There's a reason why that guy's team struggles to win 20 games. That bullshit. That. Well, what I would say to him if I'm on his team and I do want to win or if I'm his coach, I would say it's clear you are not doing what it takes for us to get the most out of you and for us to win. Period. We suck. Well, then and there's the reason we, we suck is because you're not ready to deal with the fact that we suck because teams just double you and the ballgame's over. Well, to me, it, it also starts like 
he was the number one candidate. I'm not trying to go on a Devin Booker rabbit hole, but I, I was a little offended because I, I, I would like all these guys to max their potential and it makes all these games easier to watch all year long. Why was not Devin Booker, why guy, was he not at Team USA? Now, he could have quit or whatever. He didn't even show up. To me, he's the number one candidate that should have been there. They just needed the work, needed the polish, needs just more competition. Go get he didn't coached even by those show. guys. He didn't even show. Now, we can Go nitpick all the guys that guys. left. Yeah. yeah. Didn't even show. Because you know what? And like you said, why would, he's already worth 100. He got the big max contract, 150 million. Everyone blows him, so he's a great analytic guy. So it, I was thinking about all that when I watched Kyler complain to AB about blitzing. Now you pointed out to me it's a little different in the NFL. Kind of nobody does that um, at this time of year. Brings the house against you. But I do think what it showed. Maybe it's not so much about Kyler. It's more about like Jim O'Neill, who's now the is he the DB coach for the Raiders? Yeah. The former defensive coordinator for the Browns and the Niners. Is that mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. After two series, like I hope, I hope that we hope Kyler Murray's back on the field. It's like, okay, who? It's the priest. What? But like, I think that's probably a little bit about Cliff. Like, I think everybody, all of these defensive guys out there, want to embarrass Cliff Kingsbury this year. And I don't know if they'll be able to or not. But that's Kyler is going to bear the brunt of that, and he started to get a taste of it in that Raider game. I. I I don't know. I, I I'm going to defend Kyler in the sense that I'm not. I'm not. Did he bring the house? I mean, Kyler. They brought Kyler. an they brought an extra rusher, but the extra rusher was a nickel blitz. And when you're nickel blitzing guys or corner blitzing, like to me, that's pretty exotic blitzes for week two of the preseason, where they don't even think about it. They're not even talking about it. Like you nail him, he's untouched. I, I'm not giving you too much credit, and Kyler Murray's like AB just, gave him truth. AB gave him truth, though. He said that's what people are going to do to you, man, because you can well, run. Yeah, but and that's well, if you make that guy miss, it's lights out. Do you know what? That, Nick, those are John. Those are the factuals. Yeah, those are the factuals. You know who Nickel Blitzes used to kill was Michael Vick. If you can get the little guy on the on the corner blitzes, you, you know who you can't corner blitz? Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers. You know why? Because that guy's fucking wide open. I mean, there's there's no one covering the guy for like five seconds. Now, eventually, the safety kind of rotates over, but you can immediately get it out, and you get ten yards. Boom! You never nickel blitz those guys. You nickel blitz, like you said, the rushers and little guys because they don't see it coming. But I, I I'm gonna side with Kyler on at least the comment because I saw some people were like, he didn't even bring the house. Yes, he's not like breaking down the individual blitzes. His point was they were just blitzing me, which Coach Del Rio. AKA Twitter Rio, I think made the point on NFL Live because it went viral on my timeline like last week. And it's just like, that's eh, a little unfair to, uh, to a rookie. Like, it'd be one thing if they want to do that to Aaron Rodgers, if he does play in Green Bay or in Saskatchewan or wherever the hell they're playing. Okay, but you do that to Kyler Murray, who's a one year college starter, who's a rookie. I just don't give you too much credit when it works. No, it's not. My first reaction was more critical of Kyler than after you after we talked about it a little bit um, versus like Devin, like I don't think those two things are in the same category, but I do think is it, it is an illustration of the, it's just like, I think people are gun people are gunning for them this year. They want to make them look bad. You know what? I had forgotten that last year or maybe two years ago, AB has been going to some Oklahoma games because Hollywood's his cousin. 
It might have been last year during the bye week or whatever. He went down to Oklahoma. Was on the sideline. Oh, okay, because I was wondering. So like, they, they what, know. The they know. So obviously they know each other. Yeah, because Hollywood's Antonio Brown's cousin. That's a pretty fast family. Uh, yeah, I, I think people hate Cliff Kingsbury, like what he stands for in the league, right. especially defensive right. coaches. Like this pretty boy sucked in college and gets a head job. And he trades his first round quarterback for this little midget, even though like as John Gruden, I was waiting for John like. This memory's breaking down, Kyler. It's like, yeah. we almost even traded. I mean, uh, we like this guy a lot in the draft process. The, the reason I tried to get this guy, I mean, when I did a deep dive on this guy. <laughs> yeah. Derek's like, how many games did you watch of him, coach? <laughs> when I went and visited him in secret at a hotel in San Antonio. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.